Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast on a mission to make the world a more loving place. Our guest today is a 26-year-old white trans mask of center who uses he-they pronouns. He's polyamorous and partnered, a sub-leaning switch, who is a filmmaker living in Los Angeles. Welcome, Charlie. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Can you please start off by telling our listeners, on a shame-a-meter with a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most super full of shamiest feelings and 1 being not so shamey or maybe not shamey at all, where do you fall today in this moment? I would say like 2 because I've been doing a lot of solo play and that always makes me feel like there's always like a little bit of internalized like ooh about it, but I'm working on that. So okay. it's 2. And then can you just give us like a little overview of what your sex life is like right now? <laughs> it's a lot of solo play currently. My partner is across the country and, you know, I go on dates here and there. And I've also been healing a lot from various injuries, what have you. So it's not as thriving as I would like, but I think we're ramping back up there. Ooh, that sounds very hopeful. Okay. And then can you just tell us, how do you define sexy or what does sexy mean to you? What is Ooh. sexy? I think sexy is anything that like makes your jaw drop. Is your jaw drop? I, I literally yeah. will be one of those people that's like... Well, a lot of the times, like, I've had... Not my favorite people that I've dated, but I've had people that I've dated literally do that, like, thing where they shut it. And it's like, that's fucking rude, but you 
okay make a good point like when people are wearing an outfit that really flatters them if somebody does something really sexy like if somebody's really confident like i think anything that makes me tingle quick yeah little tingle okay okay. yeah and then can you just tell us what happens to your sexual shame meter when it comes time to talk with partners about safer sex I don't do it as well as I would like to, but I think being poly, it's just irresponsible not to. So it's like, you know, we'll be getting hot and heavy. And then it's kind of like, when do I stop and say, all right, like, let's talk about what we're doing. Because I feel like with people with vaginas, there's not really like nobody uses dental dams in my experience, anything like that. So it's sort of just like you can either trust somebody or not. But also like people with penises the first time, every time condom and always like mm-hmm. what's going on and a lot of the time too I'll I'll have already talked about like my partners their partners what else is happening so you know you can kind of gauge it shame wise I would say it's like a six or a seven okay, yeah. because it's like it's just uncomfortable to sort of be like we're going to be doing this like human animalistic thing even in the poly world we yeah. haven't made the cultural shift across the board yet okay. yeah but it's like you got to normalize it well what do you think your ideal conversation would be like like in your perfect world like say you're out on one of these new explorations where there's lots of hope like would your partner bring it up or would it be this like simultaneous where you both are like I got tested and you both say your results at the same time it's just like a brain like what would your perfect conversation be like in a perfect world everybody's honest enough that it comes up before I really need to know (laughs) here's another question okay if someone for example had throat herpes and they led with that. What do you think your reaction would be? If that's the first thing they said to me? I just so you know, I have throat herpes. I would be a little uncomfortable. Okay. Um, but well, that, I it, been, it wouldn't be because of I the throat herpes. I haven't been doing it right away. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, trying to put in there earlier rather than later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you can kind of tell when you're on a date and, like, it's going well. And then I think at that point, like, well, going well isn't like we're going to do some stuff later. And like and then I think you can kind of work it into the conversation. I think. Do you usually initiate or do they? I try to and if we're there it's happening it's sort of like well you got to do it now (laughs) you know or not and face the consequences but I have not had to deal with that that much in my personal experience everybody has been free of STIs so far wonderful yeah I like to say just for our listeners I like to say all clear Free is good yeah, too. Free I don't and like clear clean. is good. Clean uh, implies the dirtiness yeah. for the and sometimes most of the time. Also, like to just return to the idea of trust with vagina owners, and it's sort of like, well, a lot of stuff doesn't necessarily have symptoms yeah. right away, you know, or or at any point. Some people yeah. are asymptomatic. And I just want to also say for our listeners, I just want to out myself. Like I, for all of my practice talking, the reason I think it's so important is because like I get totally stupid as soon as I'm turned on and someone's touching me, and I did have like less than safer sex recently and i yeah. was just like okay but like yay testing yeah it's also very easy for me to be like oh i bring it up every time like i definitely don't do it every time like i have missed the mark at times when are you most likely to miss the mark when it's a really hot girl okay yeah <laughs> like with like a hot femme i should say okay. with people with penises i'm always like nope like i'm not getting okay. pregnant like we're doing this like what's up we're using a condom also what's up yeah, yeah. Most of the femmes that I date are very, femmes with vaginas are very like strong, smart, and confident. And like we've talked about sex positivity right. already. And like, so it's like, you know. It sounds like there's like thought and choice around the responsibility, the baseline responsibility yeah. level of the person. Not that we should all assume things, Correct. but just it sounds like you're selecting from a specific pool to get wilty about. Yeah. And I mean, I think too, I 
usually only have sex with people that I have met and at least had a conversation with and can guarantee or at least in my mind guarantee that they're not a 10 on the lunacy scale yeah yeah, yeah. and so and that has served me well so far okay yes I think the new rule that I have to make for myself after this recent experience that I just had is make sure you talk about it before you let them touch you because as soon as someone's just yeah. like even just touching me at all I'm like I don't know. Yeah. You know, and then all, like, and also there, there are situations where people now are just like, well, whatever you want to do, you're in charge. I hate and I'm that. like, I'm not, no, no, there's two of us. I'm not in charge. And yeah. also like, yes, I have a sex podcast. You know what I say on that podcast? I'm a kinky submissive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is when people are like you're in charge, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm not I think yeah. you should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's dive in. So, yeah. so first take us back to your early years. When do you first remember learning about sex, hearing about sex, and what do you remember feeling or thinking? It's an interesting question because I grew up in a house where, you know, we were taught to like love our bodies and like we had a lot of value, but sex wasn't really mentioned. I remember being like 14 or 15 and being like, I should know more about this than I do. Like seeing stuff on TV and being like, what is that? And like Mm. my friends like knew. I remember the first time I touched myself at all, I was like seven and I was like, oh, cool. And then like I was taught that I could hurt myself. By whom? Where? What were the circumstances? Like I was I didn't know what I was doing and I was like pretty young. And so my mom saw me and she was like, oh, like you can really hurt yourself if you do that. And so I just stopped for a while because I was like, I don't want to hurt myself. It's just like I'm a very like sex positive person. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a very like you can have sex and we don't have to talk about it kind of person. OK, OK. So did you ever get a sex talk or anything like that from family? Nope. Okay. I had to ask for it. Like I had to say, like, when are you going to talk to me about sex? How old were you? I think like 13 or 14. Okay. And at my public school, and this is like, this is my first memory of like, wow, gender's fucked. Because so at my elementary school, they had a sports night with dad night for the boys and a tea party with mom night for the girls. Oh, And it was like, so the boys get to play basketball and learn about boners and we get to sip tea and learn about periods. But it was like notorious because we didn't actually have a tea party. We just sat in the auditorium and they showed us this video about a girl who went to a sleepover and got her period for the first time. And then, you know, she was like her older sister was so proud of her. And the mom, like her friend's mom was like, hey, like Debbie or whatever. Like, I, I heard that you got your period. Let me show you how that works. So she's making pancakes and she pours I it. I locked that pancake. No one else. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like she makes it in the shape of yes. a uterus. The uterus, yes. the fallopian tubes. Yeah. And, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the dad's like, and the oh ovaries. yeah, and that's that. And it's like, what? Yes. So that's my, I no too one, have, been, I have oh never gosh. met another person who's, yeah. But I'm older than you. I'm oh, six years older. It, so, okay. So, and it was old crime. when I was, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wow. like, I remember she got a hat like, uh, like Blossom. I don't remember. The, I just remember the pancakes. Oh, yeah. Well, she got What's like... What's Blossom? It's like a 90s show with Mayim Bialik. Okay. I think that's how you say her name. But like she has like this like 90s like bucket hat with a flower on it. And I remember yes. thinking like, I've never seen anybody wear that. <laughs> it was like 2005. Uh, like the mom from the Berenstein or Berenstein. Oh, Bear. yes. Style icon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so... They gave you the sex talk or what was it like? They were like, sometimes people do it. We don't talk about it. They mostly talked to us about periods. Okay. And then I remember, should have been clue number one, but I remember thinking like, why don't boys get periods? Uh, they do sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, I think I like was like 12 or 13 and I was like, mom, like, are we going to talk about this? <laughs> like, And I, I think she just was very like, well, what do you want to know? Yeah. And I didn't know. So we talked about using condoms 
and not getting pregnant. And then in high school, my gym teacher taught us some stuff, but it was mostly about like the reproductive organs. And then there was a very uncomfortable moment where he brought out, I don't think it was like a cucumber or something, but it definitely wasn't a dildo, something kind of in between. And he was just like, and this is how you put a condom on, goodbye. So I learned a lot through trial and error. <laughs> okay, so did you ever get any emotional context? And I assume that you were mm-hmm. also like absorbing stuff from the media by the time that you're a teenager. Like, how were you trying to make sense of it emotionally? Oh, one time I did walk in on my parents. Wow. And that was... How old were you? I was like 14. Um, oh, no. They're divorced now, too. So it's not. it wasn't even worth it. Now, like when I go home, I'm very like... Not like, hey, guys, like I'm fucking a bunch of people. But like, right. you know, I'm very like if it comes up, I'll talk about it. And like it it always results in like. Mm-hmm. I admire that. I'm actually still too shy. I talk around it. I make references. Yeah. I talk about like the problems with dating and having a sex podcast. And you yeah, know, there's no way for me to be like. I can't find a new master. It's too difficult. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like there's no way yeah. for me to like say that. No, talk and like, kink and make them. I definitely don't talk about like, you know, they know that I'm poly and have had multiple partners at a time. And, you know, in the pandemic, you know, they learned that I was essentially living with two people that I was dating. So I think, you know, they put two and two together. Right. And also too, uh, I recently got top surgery and my mom was like helping me pack my bag and she found the condoms that I keep in my bag. And I was like, like, well, yes. isn't it good to know that I'm doing it safely? <laughs> like, <laughs> what did she say or do? She she wanted to blow by it. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, it's in uh, the side pocket. And then she like reaches in, pulls out the condoms, and I'm like, well, not that one, but the <laughs> other. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's she's just very like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like I can't really blame her. Like, yeah. you know, none of us got any lessons on mm-hmm. compass. I mean, I guess some people, some of you out there did. I've talked to you, but like yeah. most of us are just like raised by uncomfortable people and so then we learn to be uncomfortable and so now here we are hopefully breaking the cycles oh yeah and so in all of those sex talk conversations did the idea or notion of consent ever come up at any point for you no i don't think so okay there's also something like i have a vague memory and i think i probably repressed it of like something not cool happening to me when i was like nine Mm. so i think that's also part of why i stopped of just like you know, okay. I also like maybe I'm making it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really remember, but I just there's like a person that I think of and I'm like, mm. this is bad. Alert. OK. You know, OK. So I think that's probably part of it, too. OK. And you were touching yourself when you're seven, you stopped. And then when did you start again? What happened? Or have you touched yourself? You, oh, no, you do now. I have fan. I have knowledge that you touch yourself now because you said in the beginning. So, OK, when did it start? Probably around high school. Yes, I started touching myself again and just like using random objects around my room, which like for like insertion things. Yeah, or, like oh. I was a big fan of the hairbrush. Uh, what kind of hairbrush? Like what kind of handle was it? It was actually like was it one of those rectangly bumpy ones? No, it was <laughs> okay. one that had like squishy. the squishy oh, on it. And I've I remember of those. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. being like, okay, good to know. So yeah, I remember that. And then those are also great paddles. Interesting. Good the, to know. I had the rectangle yeah. ones. So yeah, just saying. Yeah, I mean anything. I don't have hairbrushes now. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I, you know, I got a boyfriend, and he took over. Okay. 
I lived in this on the South shore and he lived like in Boston proper. So we were like long distance cause neither one of us could drive. Right. And so we like FaceTimed a lot or I guess, Oh my God, we Skyped a lot. Yeah. And you know, we did, uh, we managed, we managed. Okay. I mean, were I, you like young person, sexy Skyping or was it just like, Oh, young person, sexy. Skyping. Oh, it was. Oh okay. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, I think there were times where he was like, Oh, I thought we were just going to have a conversation, but like, all right. <laughs> like, I guess we oh, could, really? like, Wait, yeah. what would you do? It's not my favorite thing that I've ever done, but I would just kind of like start, you know, like we would be talking and I yeah. would just like start. And then I would like get to a point where he was like, what, what's happening? And I was like, oh, you didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> Which I think when you're a 16 year old dude is like. Yeah, you know, totally. I give the people what they want. Well, there's like a thing to being a horny person and you yeah. just have to seek out the fellow horny people so you don't overwhelm the less horny people. And or, Yeah, or I definitely think I have been an overwhelmer. Yeah, okay. I think I mean, I think that's a big part. You've of, achieved I, your status as an overwhelmer. Yes, I don't know. I, I don't know how to language. I, it. No, I think a lot of people would would agree okay. that yeah. I can be an overwhelmer. Okay. But imagine what it's like inside this, you know, so. Well, tell us more and then <laughs> oh. maybe I can. You know, it's just I'm always overwhelmed with what I'm thinking. Sexually? And, um, or just in, in general. general. Okay. Well, when it comes to sex, too, I'm always like I do tend to overthink it until we're doing it. And then it's like, oh, I got this. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So this first partner, did you do all the things? What did you do? What did you explore? What did you love? How did it affect your solo play? And your, like, these are like formative experiences. Yeah. So. We were not allowed to be alone in my room, so we would always go to his. He lived in an apartment with his mom, so we would go up to the roof. He fingered me a bunch. He ate me out a lot. We did a lot of dry humping. I learned about rhythm. I'm still trying to learn every new person. Oh. There are different rhythms. Yeah, I actually, I remember we were going, I had to leave, so we were heading down from the roof, and I was like, I can like jerk him off. And so I went in and I just like reached on his pants and just started doing that. Squeeze. Yeah. So he is squeezing in the air with the hand. What would you squeeze like this? Like a squeeze ball. Not a ball. penis. Like, like, a, yeah. like those stress balls. Yeah. Like literally like, and I was like, it, like hell yeah. Cause like, I didn't know, you know? Uh, and he was like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. Um, At least he told you. Oh yeah. 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 And then I, I was like, I'm not ready to have sex. I'm not ready to have sex. And then one day I was like, I'm ready to have sex now. And I ended up, this is like my virginity story, but we were on a walk in the woods with my mother and my sister. We found a secluded-ish area that wasn't really secluded at all. And I laid down and he like put like an inch or two in and I was like, stop, that's terrible. And then we stopped. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Were you like on the dirt? Yeah. Do you remember what made you like ready? Honestly, like I think I was like, I don't want to get pregnant and I want to be smart. But also, like, I love this guy. He's done it before. Why not? Yeah. Like, I figured it would be good to do it with someone who had experience. Okay. But yeah. And then that was all we ever did. And then he broke up with me. <laughs> I don't think it was related. Okay. Yeah. I think it's more the overwhelmer thing. Okay. Yeah. So what happened sexually? What was the next step of your journey? What were your next discoveries, delights, terrors? My next was the most amazing girlfriend like I, I literally, I, so I was at a writing camp in Vermont. Okay. It was and important context. Did you know you were queer already? Actually, it's funny. I, in like, when I was like 12 or 13, I remember being in gym class, talking to my friend and being like, yeah, I think I'm bi. Like apropos of nothing. Like literally <laughs> like I'd had a, we had a crush on the same guy. And I, then I kind of like saw myself like looking at her and being like, yeah, I could be into that. And then I went home, I told my mother I was bi and she very lovingly was like, oh, no, honey, you like boys, which is true. 
but yeah. and I kind of was like okay huh. uh and then I kind of forgot about it until I saw my my girlfriend so back to writing camp yeah yeah so we were at writing camp we were playing this fucking like improv game while we waited for everybody to it was literally like an A24 movie of like a young coming out kid I saw her she has like the girl from brave hair oh yeah oh my god and oh. beautiful and wearing a blazer and i literally was like oh yeah i like girls and so we did like a little like flirtation thing there was one of her friends was like into her but not it was just a very uncomfortable like high school situation and then on the like we didn't you know flirt or anything like that well we flirted we didn't like kiss or anything and then on the last day right before her mom got there she kissed me and i was like what and then uh yeah and then we were long distance because she lived in vermont and i lived in massachusetts and we would do a lot of like sexy things over the over skype i think she's the actual virginity story because we actually like did stuff yeah, and yeah. like came right. uh but i lost my virginity to her on my prom night Ooh. yeah <laughs> from virginity yeah great. Okay. yeah or debut whatever yeah you want language yeah is. i mean it was and it was funny because i was never allowed to have boys up in my room but girls were fine of course and it's like of course okay <laughs> yeah. and then she broke up with me when i went to college so then it was sort of like i was really heartbroken because she cheated on me Ooh. lied about it and Ooh. then i saw her dating that girl on tumblr like three days later on tumblr yeah like they were like kissing and it was like devastating yeah and so I was like, okay, I want to like do the college thing and I want to have a lot of like college sex, but I don't want to do it with anybody that I'm going to fall in love with. <sighs> so I picked really unattractive men. <laughs> Does that make a difference though to you? Because I've learned that I, I guess I'm attracted to everybody. And yeah. every time I try to do like the avoidant thing of our generation, it's, it backfires. Well, it's interesting because it was more like I got to know them, realized, yeah, no. All right, let's do this. You know, whereas like with some people, it's like I don't necessarily think they're like super sexy the first time I meet them. But then it's like, oh, like we sort of like grow to like, you know, the attraction grows because I like get to know them. But like with them, it was just like, no, these are just stupid boys. And obviously that backfired and they were stupid. Like sexually stupid or just like personally In stupid? every single way stupid. Oh, okay. Well, one of them was a virgin. What we can't just call virgins stupid. Oh no 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 oh, no 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 oh, no no no. Oh. That's not what I meant. Okay. <laughs> I meant like he really 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 wanted me to take his virginity, and I oh. told him day one I was like I'm not giving you a blowjob and I'm not taking your virginity, and he was like that's fine. So we hooked up a few times in like I came a bunch. It was awesome. He also I I told him that it was sexy when people whispered in my ear, so he would literally just go whisper whisper whisper, and so it was just very like okay just a lot of different stuff like that and then finally one day he was like i i got fed up of him continually asking me because i was like i don't like i feel like if i take your virginity like you're gonna like be really into me and i'm really not into you and like whatever and he was still he was like pushing that boundary it sounds like uh, a lot yeah oh. and he was like you know just because someone broke up with you doesn't mean that like you can never like have sex with anybody else and i was like dude like you don't fucking know my beautiful ex-girlfriend and so i like stormed out of his room tripping over the nerf guns that his mom had just brought him and then for a while like he really he would like follow me to parties and like i was like i don't want to be friends with you and then he'd be like no like let's talk and so finally one day 
he was like, let's talk. And I was like, okay. So I like took a shot and then I, we went out to the Boston common and we, I screamed at him about like, I don't want to be your friend. You're following me to parties. This is super weird. Like whatever. And he was like, well, you think, you know, pain, my dad died when I was two. And I was like, oh. Oh. I'm very sorry to hear that. That's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. So just a lot of like, isn't it interesting how all of the like emotional baggage of our entire lifetimes like really can get represented in just trying to fuck but we don't talk about it consciously no and then but then it pops out and that was the thing is i was like oh college is about like no strings attached fucking like uh, where did we get this idea from though tv is that it? Gilmore Girls. Well, do you identify as a millennial or generate? You're at the cusp. Oh, I have no idea. You're um, at the cusp. I have experiences from both. Like I remember dial-up yeah. and I remember like oh, you the do. horrific sound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do. I, I kind of identify as both, but I okay. also, it's not something that I think about a lot. Okay. Okay. But okay. So we have these models because I had a similar sort of idea of like, well, in college, I I want to stay focused on my career and my studies, but I do want to you know, I was still trying to get fucked in oh, college. every day. I had to try to get my virginity lost three times. Like, I had to do three attempts before I finally had my partnered sexual debut. I got rejected a bunch. It's also, I think, did you tell them that you were a virgin before? They knew, but okay. also I made it very clear that I was just trying to, like, have a good first experience yeah. so that I could fuck other people that were afraid to fuck me because I was a virgin. Right. Like, yeah. you know, and I, I was like... I was like, you guys are making a bigger deal about this. For than real. I am. Well, and I think too, as you get older, it becomes a bigger deal. Like, because I think if someone, not in like a judgmental way, but I think if someone told me that they were a virgin, I think today I would have, I would have to think about it because I would want that to be a good experience for them, mm-hmm. especially if they've waited a long time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be bad. <laughs> so, so it's like a pressure to perform thing? Pressure to perform. And also, like, for me, any sex that I have is some sort of emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And I think in my personal experience, the first time that I did that w- was big. And I, I think like as we're older, commitment means different things. Mm. So I think it would depend on the person, hmm. but it would be a thought process for sure. I was just so happy. I finally got to do it. Yeah. All the holes. I got to try everything and I was so At happy. once? Well, no, not at the oh, same time. Oh, I was time. like, damn, that's not a big like a, day. Well, but like, yes, in the same session, like in the same night. Wow. But like not like three people. Oh, no. I, okay. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah. God. No, but I was very excited. Yeah. Because I'd been trying for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I had a few friends like that. And like, I just, I was like, listen, I'll wingman for you. I'll do whatever you okay. need. You know? Okay. So what was the rest of college like? Or what, how did your sex life unfold? And, and tell us how you eventually understood you were kinky. Or just tell us whatever comes next. Oh, sure. Okay. So I didn't have a partner for a while. And I, I would try to like hook up with people. But like, I was still kind of figuring out my gender. So like boys weren't super into like the butch side. And then like the lesbians, I was like, I wanted to be their friends because like there, there was like a, a click, whatever. And I didn't want to get involved in the drama. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They were really cool people. And like, you know, there were a couple that I was like, but like, it just never ended up happening. So I didn't really hook up with anybody for a while. Had a very not okay experience with someone that I didn't know. Hmm. And so I also laid off of anything physical for a while after that. Because he also wanted to like be my boyfriend. And I was like, do you not understand what just happened? Mm. Well, I think a lot of people don't. What did you do to take care of yourself afterwards? Like, how'd you process that? I really didn't for a while. Like, it was just sort of like, well, because it was, I was very gung-ho about it, but I was not in, I was much too drunk. Ah. And everyone knew it. And I was at a party with a lot of friends. Got it. And it didn't 
nobody said anything. So it happened. I had to process that a lot. And uh, a lot of that was just like, oh, I had sex and then, uh, and whatever. And a lot of my friends were sort of like, well, it sounds like you just regret it. And yeah. So that was, you know, figuring that out and whatever. And then I made a movie about it. And the professor was like, well, it sounds like you think it's your fault. And I was like, well, I didn't. (laughs) So, you know, I I kind of didn't really do a lot. I sort of focused on other things for a while. Uh, And then I met this girl on Tinder who was like super hot, super cool. Not like super, super kinky, but like, you know, we explored Mm. and we had a very, she's a Leo and I'm an Aries. So we had a very like, yeah, it was awesome. And then I think I overwhelmed her as well. How so? When I connect with people, I want to spend a lot of time with them. Okay. And I think she didn't necessarily know how to say like, I don't want you here right now. Yeah. Okay. You know, in my experience, like at that time, when you like somebody, you want to spend all your time with them. Mm -hmm. I also can't read people. So I'm like, I'm going to go away. Will you just tell me when you want me to come back? Like, that's what I kind of need. That exactly. But, But then I err on the avoidance side because I'm like, well, I haven't heard from them. So... I'll just keep making my art and be See, I on the attachment the world. side. Yeah. Yeah. What were those early explorations with her like? Like, this is your first time, like, trying new things on purpose with a partner? Yeah. I mean, I just remember we had sex all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, up until then was, like, okay, well, sex is, like, fingering, oral, and fucking. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she was the first person I used toys with. Ooh, and how do you define sex now? We didn't ask oh. that earlier. I think for me, sex is anything penetrative but like does tongue kissing count as penetrative or is it lower penetrations oh like is it below the belly button penetration so belly buttons don't count no okay no yeah i think if a sex organ is penetrated okay but also butt stuff counts but i also think there's like sexual things that you can do that aren't necessarily sex yeah yeah, yeah. but i also think like that's one of those things like it's fluid and it's not something that i like think about that often because it happened, <laughs> you know, I don't know if we need to define it or if we can just sort of either do it again or not do it again, you mm-hmm. know? So it's not something that is often on my mind. I just think it is important to talk about because oftentimes people will be like, oh, when we fucked, when we had sex, and it's like, well, but what are you talking about? Oh, are you only talking about a penis in a vagina? Well, right. You know, like that's, well, you know, so, I, so I'm always like to talk about the expansions yeah. of all of it. Well, and it's, it's different too because I have a lot of sex with people who have vaginas and it's like that is a nuance and a half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For me, it's any anytime anything goes in. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what what else happened, or do you want to start getting into specifics? Like, what where did your explorations take you with these relationships? Like, how did you get to be the sexual being you are today? Oh wow, I'm trying to think because there was my like my last girlfriend, and then I had a boyfriend who just like wasn't into it. Into sex? Not in an asexual way, in an incredibly selfish way. In a. <sighs> you will blow me and I will ask you a lot if you will swallow, even though I know that you hate it, but I won't even think about going down on you unless I've done something wrong and I feel really bad. Oh my uh, God. That's the worst way to get gone down on. Did that ruin it for you a little bit? Like that's no, a, I was, I okay. dated him for three years. So I was psyched, oh. was psyched to get my pussy ate. You're like, be badder. Yeah. Well, he literally could not have been, but oh, um, man. yeah. And then I asked him about, you know, opening us up mm-hmm. and he was very not, into that like we had threesomes which was awesome and they were with girls both times because he was like I, we can't do it with a boy and i was like i'm also not a girl though did he know that yes oh but well, he still ooh. considered us to be in a heterosexual relationship 
you're not the first person that has told me that. Isn't that gross? It's a mind fuck, it feels. It, well, I, would, I was like, I we're living together. Yeah. Like, you Whoa. know me. Wow. And, like, you call me by my pronouns, at least I think. He, like, we also, he did not like it when I talked to other people about our sex life, obviously. And uh, he would always, he would. Wait, but why is that obvious? Uh, because he wasn't doing anything for me. Oh. Yeah. And I remember he would ask, like, I was on, I had an IUD that made my life miserable, but meant that he could come inside. Okay. And so I got that taken out because I was like, my life is miserable. Can you tell us how? Because we actually haven't talked about IUD. Oh, sure. I had the copper one because mm-hmm. I didn't want hormones and yeah. I wanted it to last a long time. I was considering that one. That was right it's around. It's like a 10, five to 10 year one. It's, yeah, it's 10 yeah. years. Okay. And I was like, well, I don't know if like birth control is going to be around in a while. So who knows? So I got that. And they tell you this, but they don't tell you really the extent. So uh, they tell you there's going to be cramping. There's going to be a lot of bleeding. It's going to go away in a few months. I waited three years and I was bleeding for two weeks once a month. So I would be basically like every other week would have my period. It was so heavy that like I bled through multiple tampons, like super uncomfortable, bloated, couldn't stand up, like miserable. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that's like the average experience, but I think it's more common than doctors want us to know. Whoa. Yeah. I do not recommend the copper IUD. Okay. Wow. I feel like I dodged a bullet. Like I really just didn't end up getting it because I, by the time, I don't know, timing and I was off my mom's health insurance and yeah. then I couldn't afford it. <laughs> well, like, I don't like, I don't have super strong periods and I don't really, I mean, I get like probably 20 minutes of cramps for every period. Okay. But it was like, I was incapacitated. Like I had to, there were times when I had to miss work. Whoa. There was times like when i remember i ruined like the my old mattress was like covered in blood Fuck. yeah so okay. it was yeah and so i got that taken out for my own health yeah and then he kept asking and asking like i was 24 and he was 26 at the time and kept pitching the pullout method and it's like what are you talking oh, no. about like like what are you what are you talking about so okay yeah so not the best sex there mm did it get better? Yeah. When it, did you discover your kinky self? I think with my, the boyfriend that I tried to have sex with in the woods. Yeah. He was very like, I got to be a little bratty with him, which is like my ideal situation is like, I get to top sometimes, but like most of the time, like I just get to be shitty to you and you just like do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Really? Like, oh no, I don't. God, I need yes. all the details. Well, I, okay. I mean, okay. I've never really, like I've had people dominate before and there was one person that I was sort of seeing in COVID who was very like, very dom and, you know, but she didn't really like the bratty part of it. It was more of just like, you're going to do what I say. Be good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, I tried a little I'm bit. I'm a very good slave. Like oh. I'm, I love to obey rules. I oh. love to be very, 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 very good. I like being rude. See, I'm like, oh no, I don't want them to think I'm rude. Like oh. I like, my master has been like explaining the idea of brat games to me more and more. Yeah. And I'm like, interesting you know and i've like been talking to brats more about it so tell us so you i don't have a lot of experience with it no but just tell us your experience you're an expert (laughs) we would go out to my treehouse in my backyard because that's like my parents would not go there yep i just i have a very vivid memory of him like holding my wrists above my head and like i forget what the conversation was but like he was like damn like you got to learn manners or whatever and i was like well maybe i need a better teacher and like that was like like Yeah. How did you know how to say these things at this age? I'm just a rude person. Like, yeah, I I mean, it's just my instinct is to just like, 
when it's a person who identifies as a man, I always want to like knock them down a peg. Oh, so my instinct okay. is just to be like, yeah, idiot. And then kind of have them like be like, yes. Like, can you top me? Do you deserve to, yes, t- to have exactly. me? Oh, okay. Because exactly. I was going to say, I don't experience you as a rude person at all, but maybe it's because I'm not enough. Well, I'm just manly. very combative when yeah, it's. Yeah when it's a cis guy okay especially now like being trans like yeah. if i'm having sex with a cis man it's like i need to know that you don't think that i'm a girl or like what how do you ask that um, or tell that so dating us will be like do you want to be shown to people looking for men or women whatever because i identify as non-binary on the app so i say men because like i'm mask of center yeah and then i get a lot of guys but like i don't know if they like know because i think a lot of people see me as a butch lesbian too mm. so I always like they'll talk to me and they'll like say whatever and like usually if they say like you're gorgeous I'm like "Mm." but like if we're like having a normal conversation I'll just like slip in by the way I'm trans mask and I need you to know that so like just so you know and then that usually will get it out of the way because that way it's early enough like we're still on the app so I don't have to like see them or anything like that or they can like unmatch me and it's like okay well you're a dick but whatever. So yeah, that's something that's like a, I, I try to say that as early as I can because I just don't, I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you feel like telling us some of the stuff that you hate to get asked as a trans person yeah. or the stuff that's like really fucking annoying to you? Anything that you can Google, like not anything necessarily, but like if you're someone I don't know that well mm-hmm. and you're like, what is like this? It's like you didn't do any research. You didn't try. Yeah. I mean, if it comes up organically, sure. Like yeah. I'll answer a few, but then it's sort of like, okay, well now it's time to, for you to go educate yourself or anything horrifically inappropriate. Like a lot of people will ask me about tea and stuff. And like, I've had people say just like uncomfortable things about like changes in my body. And it's kind of like, I literally don't know you, but also like there has to be some patience, but I'm also, it's not my job to teach you what trans is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I will I will usually make that pretty clear from the get-go. Like, I'll answer a couple questions, and if you're genuinely curious and want to educate yourself, I'll give you some resources, but I'm still trying to figure out what it means yeah. to me. So, like, I can't, you know. What is the process like for you when it comes to educating another person about your body? Because I imagine there's an emotional component with mm. it, or how do, you, how do you tackle that? Most people I've been talking to for a while, so they know. Like, they know what's going on and like they're also queer themselves so they're pretty open and have had experiences with people that are similar to me so i've never had anybody be confused or like i'm trying to get at um and feel free to not answer or tell me if this feels like emotional labor stuff that you don't want to do but i know that different people have different relationships to body dysmorphia Mm. and how they want their parts to be seen and talked about and experienced and touched and penetrated or not and all of that and so I'm curious, like, what are the conversations that you have with people like and or what would it feel like to be like wildly supported by a potential new partner? Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Can you give us a specific example? Yeah. I hooked up with a couple people recently who so I just had top surgery and like a couple months beforehand, I was talking to a couple people and they were really, you know, cool about it. And then both times that I hooked up, like both people, excuse me, they asked like, is it okay if I touch your your boobs? And like, it was like, because you asked, absolutely. Like, they never really bothered me. They just mm-hmm. didn't really fit. Mm-hmm. But I know that's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Pretty much if you're respectful of me, anything's on the table. Okay. Like, I mean, ask, you know, but like, yeah. I'm also not going to have sex with someone who I don't think is respecting me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll end it pretty quick. Mm. Good rule. 
it's it's helped yeah uh but yeah like for and you know if there's a little bit of exploration that happens like i'll feel it out and then see how i feel but like you know i'm not going to do something i don't want to do okay tell us the details of your body what is it love like what what are your favorite feelings what do you like to do to other people but start with your own body first sexually yeah but like also like all of it is for me everything is kind of sexual so i don't know how to tell the difference it's interesting i used to think that getting eaten out was like the best feeling ever and Mm -hmm. i still I definitely still really like it. But I also like when other people show me where to put my body. Like you know, how? if someone like pins my wrist above my head mm-hmm. or like says, Slips okay, we're, yeah, exactly. Her. Like we're doing this now. Like I, I love being thrown around. I also really like when it goes from that to tender in like yeah. a lot like waves. That's really nice. Do you think it could be both at the same time? Absolutely. Okay. Cause Absolutely. I think I experienced that a lot with my master and I'm like, and there's like an intensity to it. And then I'm, it like makes me explode and then Absolutely. I'm like, I don't know. I'm nothing. <laughs> I don't think, I think it has to be the right person. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. And I love giving oral pleasure to other people mm. in any way. Please like, tell us details. I really like eating pussy. I really like sucking dick. I love eating ass. Like, okay. oh my God. As Let's long as slow it's down clean. and rewind. Yes, okay. of course. Well, actually not. A, I shouldn't say of course. Right. Some people like different things. That, well, that's why that's, I got the bidet. Yeah, it's like if yeah. it's, you know, if we're at my house, you can go clean that up and then we can Great. get to it. Well, so, okay. So give us details. I think you you were talking about pussies and then phalluses and then assholes. So could you give us details about each one and what you like and yeah. do you have any particular moves? and do you check well, in with the people yeah i usually like doing the like missionary situation where like they're on their back and yeah. i'm just you know because yeah. then i, can I reach can, everything better exactly and, be and then you know if they they can sort of like communicate with me as well if there's something that's going wrong or like there's something else whatever i'm a big fan of like taking it very slow like building i really like like the softness of thighs and like how you can sort of use that as like pleasure and pain at the same time mm-hmm. big fan mm-hmm. i like giving bruises and getting bruises as oh, you know like bites or like hits or like all uh, of, any like okay yeah so you do hitting as well like you two people well like i talk to them about it first yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but yeah okay yeah uh, mostly when i am wearing the strap on like if i'm receiving it's sort of like no you're in charge um yeah. but if i'm giving it's like no, I feel powerful. Like I'm oh. doing this. Yeah. Oh, tell us about your strap on. We'll get back uh, to the world, but just oh, since you brought it up. I forget the name of the model, but it's like yay big. It's like pink and orange. It's like got stripes on it. Um, it's like curved a little bit and then the head is really big. You made a curve like an S curve. It's it's like it's C-curve. a little like that. Yeah. Oh really? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. And like it actually like it can be uncomfortable if you're not ready for it. It's like pretty big and like sometimes like I use it on myself and it's like okay like i all gotta right find the angles gotta find the warm exactly okay. yeah yeah yeah. what are the straps like it's a separate harness mm-hmm. so i think it's standard they just go around my legs and they go around my waist they make my butt look really good Ooh, yeah. amazing yeah okay okay so back to oral we're mm-hmm. talking thighs we're talking biting do you do if you're using a vulva and a clitoris and a vagina do you do fingers in do you always talk to the person or do you just like do exploratory missions i yeah explore definitely definitely fingers are on the table like anything like that garners a response i will keep doing okay when in doubt i do fall back on the alphabet <laughs> that's just like it's that's never a real thing i don't think i've ever tried that well i mean it's just it's just a matter of like switching it up yeah. so yeah like okay. you don't you don't like sometimes i'll do c over and over and over again you know but you, you just got to switch it up different people like different things like some people really like a bunch of fingers and like sucking hard and some people just want like 
gentle and slow. And so it's like, I really, I like knowing that I'm doing a good job. So I like when there's a response and uh, it's like visceral. Like for moaning or do you like check in with them? Both. Yeah. What do you do if someone's quiet? I do something else (laughs) or I check in. What if you check in and they're like, no, it's good. And they're quiet as fuck. Like, what do you do? Uh, I just keep going. You know, at that point, it's like, I trust you to tell me if there's something going wrong. I need and to some be more people, like you. I don't. I don't. And then I anxiety spiral. And that's when I'm like, I need a master because mm. I don't trust you because like you don't seem like you're having fun with this blowjob. But I'm checking in with you and you're not asking. And now you're telling me to stop. And I don't. And, and you promised that you would tell me if you wanted something different. But you're silent. And now. Oh, relatable. Oh, and now I'm like gripping differently and checking in with you about every single little question you're telling me. Yeah. Oh, you wanted a stronger. And now grip. it's not fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I and now I don't trust you to tell me. Yeah. If you want something. And it's probably coming from a place of like shut down and fear. And like, I certainly know what it feels like to have someone be like, what do you want? And be not like, know. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a person that can articulate that because my body changes a lot. But yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So you just I also, keep trying things. Yeah. As long as they're still like down for it. Because sometimes like I hook up with a lot of like genderqueer people. So sometimes it's like, yes, this is okay. And sometimes it's like, no, stay as far away from there as possible. Right, so right. you just got to keep like constant communication. Yeah. yeah. And I, in my experience with dicks, anything works. You know, like I have never. No, I don't agree. Okay. I don't agree. And I'm so frustrated by oh dudes are easy oh dudes can oh every dude wants to last longer well there's a lot of them that don't want to last longer that want to come and then there's a lot of people that tell me like oh i can't come from a blowjob and i'm like but can do you, you want to come from a blowjob well, and like are you sure it's not a communication issue yeah like maybe you just needed to tell her or him to grip harder or softer or yeah. deep throat them or maybe you needed to fuck mm. them in the throat i don't know you know like i like i have never and not to prize one thing above no, another, no, no. but I, I'm just like, why did you bring it up if you don't care about it? I don't think I've ever been with a person with a penis who hasn't known exactly what they wanted. Really? Yeah. They're, in my experience, they're very like, do this now. Okay. And it's like, all right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. And also, if they're open to it, sometimes the finger is yeah. really great. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So how do you broach butt stuff conversations with your partners? Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. 
For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. I have only... That's... I was just about to lie to you. I was going to say I've only done I accidentally stuff lie on here sometimes because I realize later that I say a thing that feels very true and then I'll like recall other instances. So yeah. I call those regular human lies. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was just about to tell you a regular human lie. Okay. So I get very, very wet to the point where sometimes it is not easy to tell the difference between my various holes. So there wow. have been multiple times where somebody will think they're doing one thing and they're doing another and i'm like whoa that's bold but yeah oh, you can tell the difference yeah i was like trying to oh yeah that's oh. that's a thing yeah that's yeah. a thing i've had, i've definitely been like did you mean to go in my ass i mean I, but like yeah the it's it's only happened a, like a handful of times but <laughs> i'm like, like i'm gonna next time i'm gonna think oh that's bold well no I, so there was this super hot girl that me and my ex hooked up with and like he was fucking her and she was fingering me mm. and in my ass and i was like we just met but like Okay. hell yeah dude like bold and then we we come to a like not a stopping point yeah. but like a pause and she goes that's not your vagina and i was like no uh, no like do you want to go wash your hands and she's like no no it's fine and i was like you can wash your hands and she's like okay oh <laughs> yeah i mean it doesn't bother me yeah so yeah and normally like i don't usually go for it if we haven't had a conversation about it unless i'm pointed in that direction yes. i don't have a lot of experience doing it with other people Here's a question. Yeah, How that? often do you like to have sex if you're partnered and in the same city or in a living situation? Oh my God, every day. Okay, every yeah. day. I realized recently, like I was like, huh, let's see. I bet I could count the number of times I've had sex this year. Nine. The only reason that I am not in that boat is because I lived with my partners for most of COVID. Yeah. So. Okay. How was that for you, sex-wise? <laughs> it was pretty nice. Uh, Would you just like wake up? Like, was it like comfort? Like, was it COVID comfort sex? Was it like... An activity to do while quarantined. Well, we were also still getting to know each other pretty well. Oh, right. Like, because I was pretty new. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, we were bored. We okay. were all hot. We were all horny. Like, we're all in the same room. Let's do it. So, it was Ugh. pretty cool. Okay. So, let's see. Did we finish our rim jobs? I love them. Me too. I my, Did you start out loving them or did you grow to love them? I love when anybody's tongue is on my body mm, at any yeah. point. Okay. For a while, it was something that I'd like seen in porn and been like, that sounds awesome. But like nobody had done it to me. And then one day it just like happened and I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it was something that I knew I was going to like. Okay. Giving the first time was like, because uh, like you can know yeah. a person really well and not know what their like butt hygiene is. So it was like, well, like I don't know what my butt hygiene is sometimes. We have a bidet. I know I have a bidet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I do. Yeah. But also, just to be very honest, the other day, yesterday, I was like taking a naked picture for my master and was like spreading my butt cheeks. And I looked at the picture afterwards and I was like, not going to send that one. It need to go bidet myself. It happens. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a butt. It's you a don't crevice. always look at everything. Yeah. And it was like up high, like above the butthole. Like sometimes stuff can get, and it was like, and I was like, well, okay. That was just like a little. It speck. happens. Yeah. So yeah. Good to do checks. And I do make sure that I'm like, if I know that I'm going to be having anal sex, like I do prepare. I yeah. do wash myself. I, do. I think that's the responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I interrupted you initially about rim jobs. And were you going to say something Oh, else? 
I really like giving them to people with penises because it's like, like I know they had to like do some thinking to let me do yeah. that. And it's like, cool. I love how many assholes we have opened up on this podcast. And yeah. I also just was taking pictures of a friend the other day and he was just like, you know, he's an older dude and has was um, talking about porn. And he's like, there's a lot of stuff I've been seeing lately that's everyone's queer in this scene. Oh, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's like a great thing about OnlyFans. Like people are just like finding each other and everyone's oh. fucking each other. He's like. So it seems like anal sex is really a thing. And Anal's I was like, on the menu. I was like, it's on the menu. And I, I was like, I think I I hear that I've been responsible for a lot of people's explorations is what people are reflecting to me. And so it was just beautiful to be able to talk to someone several decades older than myself and be like, well, have you ever tried a butt plug? And telling about like the vibrating spinning ones and like what different guests have said. And I just like, for me, it's like, I love the idea that people who are used to holding power in a specific way mm. are willing to let it go. And also, I think more than anything, it's like, are you willing to experience emotional discomfort to allow your body to find literal deep pleasure? Yeah. Yes. And it like, I think about this a lot, how like sex in our culture is very about like once the man comes, it's over. That's how it's taught to us right. a lot. Yes. Yeah. In my, yeah, not in my experience. <laughs> You keep going. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, you're done, but I'm not, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't uh, have to be. There's like absolutely no reason no, that that needs to be the case. But it's like, if we are going to teach that, like, why are we going to put shame on the ultimate pleasure center right. of right. the penis owner? Like, like why, you know. I've also been hearing about like, you know, the orgasm gap and like women take 20 something minutes to come and men only take five and point whatever, you know, and it's sort of like, well, to me, I just think that that means that we should live in polyamorous societies and I should get fucked by multiple people in a row and they can come really fast. And then like it's a breeding thing, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My brain interprets it. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, it also for me, it's like, do I think the person's hot? Have I come recently? Yeah. Like there's a bunch yeah. of different factors. Did I eat? Did yeah. I eat too much? Did mm -hmm. I eat not enough? Am I stressed? Am, Am I, I anxious? Am I SSRIs? I, yeah. yeah. Did they say something to piss me off? That'll stop an orgasm pretty quick. <laughs> okay, so what else brings you sexual pleasure and joy that we haven't gotten to mm -hmm. yet? Do you wear your glasses in bed also? <laughs> no. <laughs> can you see with I them? Not really, but it's like if so someone's you're right here, I can see. Fucking blurry them. shapes? Yeah. No, I mean, like, okay, so like I can see you okay. and I can see your expression right now, but like, yeah, exactly. But like, it's uh, No, describe what I'm doing. You're uh you're sticking your tongue out at me and, and yeah okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like i wouldn't be able to read your shirt it doesn't say anything no it has words on it so it does <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and like you know i know what they look like okay you know uh we're in the dark anyway okay i like being able to see but if they're right there it's not that hard okay yeah what are your orgasms like and what do you need to come mm. Big and long. Oh, mine have been getting longer, and like I need more mid midway sustaining. Yeah, but they're like higher. Well, peaks. I just got a Hitachi, oh. so I'm learning. Congratulations! Yeah. Wireless you. or plug-in? Plug-in. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's my that's my kind. It has recently been revealed to me that I can and often do squirt. Mm, yeah. So that's like that's the goal. And so like you just found out your squirt. Does it feel different or is it like does someone have to like make you squirt yeah. or is it like okay. Well okay. I can do it too. Like it's just a lot of stimulation very quickly after and like sometimes it takes like it's like after a few orgasms like okay. it happens but like. So you can have lots of orgasms. Oh yeah. <gasps> How many? Not, Not that numbers specifically are important but I like yeah. to just like hear people's experiences. Sure. Well with myself I find that like I work really hard for one big one. 
Okay. And like, that, and that way it's really good and whatever. But like with other people, it's like, I mean, how much time do we have, you know? Like, I would say like I could have three or four in a session if they w- really wanted to work for it. Okay. Like I've squirted twice in an hour and then it's wow. like, I'm dying. Are you orgasming when you're squirting or is it, does mm-hmm. it, okay, they always come together? Not every orgasm has squirt. Right, right, right. <laughs> but every squirt, but every squirt, has, squirt orgasm. has orgasm. Okay, because yeah. I can squirt without orgasms. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, but then sometimes I squirt and it has a crazy orgasm and it just depends on where I am in my arousal plane and I don't, like I can't articulate it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I didn't really know I was doing it. Like I, I was kind of embarrassed because I thought I was peeing, mm. but then it was explained mm-hmm. to me that like, no, this is a cool thing. Yeah. No, this is a very cool thing that you do. Mm. Okay. So. Okay. And then you said you have to work really hard when you're alone. Yeah. Because I really like other people stimulating me. And I'm good at stimulating myself, but I get bored. It's just like I've done it so many times. Okay. So I do try to switch it up. But then it's also like I'll be going for an hour. And it's like I haven't. By yourself? Yeah. Oh, I give up after six minutes. Like, oh. It, like for me, if I'm like, if I like can't, I get too frustrated. This was, did I tell you, during COVID, when mm-hmm. I had COVID, when I was sick with COVID. Holy shit. I, for a week, was so horny. COVID yeah. made me, I've been so horny since I got sick on July 11th. I'm healed now, but like, yeah, could not make myself come. I was too tired and weak. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I think I've been doing a lot of that recently for various reasons, mm. but like healing and stuff like yeah. that. But I sort of feel like if I've been going for 20 minutes, I'm going to come yeah. like and I will like be looking at the clock and it'll be like an hour will go by and I'm like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of determination. Yeah. It's also like it really tires me out. So it's like I do it right before bed okay. and then it's like, oh. yeah, you know, yeah. I come really easily from other people because it's like this is super hot. I don't know everything that they're going to do. Yeah. And also the whole, like, it is very validating to be like, this person thinks I'm hot and wants to have sex with me. Yeah. Like, I've been working on that in therapy and, like, not needing other people's validation, but boy, oh, boy. Well, (laughs) I do think it's like, if you can't function without it, that's difficult in most of your life. But also appreciating the desire of another person is something that I think is really valuable. What is it that makes you feel desired? Like, when do you feel really like... When people go out of their way to tell me that I'm hot, like yeah. during, like, oh, yeah. When people ask me what I want and like do it and like want me to teach them when I take my clothes off and people have a response to it. Like any any time anybody's like or like like proves that they like are working to make me happy. <laughs> Feels really good. It's awesome. Yeah. What are your specific parts like? Like what's most sensitive on you? Well, T has made my clit very, 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 very sensitive. And it was sensitive before. Uh-huh. Like I, I guess when I was younger and I was masturbating, I just never touched it because it was like, yeah, I, can't, like, I have to go over and around usually. Yeah. And it's, I was like, that's just overwhelming. And so now as other people have sort of like broached that for me, it's gotten a lot easier to like y- using the Hitachi on it at first. I was like, oh my God. But now put it directly on. Now I can. Yeah. Ooh, okay. And it lasts, for, like, the, when I come, it lasts for, like, a minute. Wow. Yeah. It's really intense. Like, I think too intense can happen very easily. And so that's, like, why I sort of have avoided it. That's the hard yeah. part about my orgasms It is it'll go from I'm coming to, like, now it's too intense. But then if I back off, then I'm not coming anymore. And so it's about finding, like, the actual angles and spots on my body. But it fucking changes day to day. Because then when I'm with my master or different lover, like, it, then there's different stimulation that can happen. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, like, it's hard to explain that to other people, too. 
like it's hard to explain to myself yeah exactly like, like so i don't know what's happening yeah so normally i'll just be like you know speed is good yeah like you know once we've warmed up and pressure done, speed or like over that, the, top the second speed. one. Oh, really yeah so this over the top fast speed will kill me but if i have pressure then it's it's okay so this is why it's so important yeah. to talk about i love yeah okay. i mean and i will say i think like doing this on a clit will help squirt <laughs> so i think that's really? part of it oh yeah my squirt seems to come from within but mm. i'm curious now about the outside parts and my friend adriana rizzolo go check out her shit she just did like a train like a squirt certification training with this like squirt Whoa. squirt guru lady I don't know if she's a guru. I don't know if she identifies as a guru, but like, it sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. So I can't wait to like study with her. Yeah. I highly encourage anybody who hasn't, I highly encourage finding out about ejaculation. Yeah. It's, if you're a squirt curious, go learn oh, about yeah. it. It's so fun. Cause my whole thing was like, I used to be really embarrassed cause like I would like be riding and then it would just happen. And then yeah. like we'd There'd keep going everywhere. and then it would like squelch. And that's like, I was like, that's really embarrassing. I just peed on you. Oh. And it's like, no, honey, like that's not what happened. Yeah. And also like, it's really hot. People think it's really hot. And uh, I have to agree. Mm. I need to get one of those blankets that's like made for squirting. Oh like yeah. <laughs> I did get a, a waterproof mattress pad <laughs> that's great. for that reason. That's great. Yeah. 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 Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about threesomes? Like we touched on them, but just are there things you love specifically about them or have any fantasies about how you'd like oh. them to happen? Like tell us your favorite things. If you have any threesome wisdom or desires. I like being the center of attention. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like being the bottom for sure, but I can be the top. Mm. Ideal would be like kind of dommy, like a little bit like degradation and stuff like that. Receiving. Yes. Yeah. Anything verbal. Like if two people are like bullying me. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Bullying you together. Oh my God. Yeah. Like look at that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm not even there. Yeah. Oh, love, 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 love. What haven't you explored yet, but that you want to explore? I have not done a lot of rope. I've done some, but like, I would really like to do more. Specifically suspension. Like, just get in that headspace and just like, you know. Yeah. I've dabbled in what I really like, but I have not done nearly enough like bratty stuff. Like, I, I want someone to just like be a constant person that I can always go to and like, we can get it done. <laughs> Like what? Like would would you want like more aggression? Like would you do like impact play, do, or is it just like the verbal degradation? All of it, or all yeah. of it. whatever. Okay. Like I I think the degradation is better, but like I don't want you to pee on me. Okay. <laughs> but tell me like oh it's like oh you like that like you know like I do I I think that's where my shame comes through honestly is like because I don't really feel it you know and then it's like someone's like trying to shame me and it's like oh I guess this is embarrassing like. Yeah, do you feel embarrassed when you're getting shamed sexually? I'm saying this with air quotes. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, yes, I am a whore. Yeah. I am a slut. And like no it part of me freeing. feels... Okay. Yeah, okay. like I, I I think that's just like how it manifests itself for me mm. is like just someone is calling me out on it. It's like, mm-hmm. You know me. <laughs> yeah. And you're fucking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. I like when people can be like, I like I see through you and I know what you're feeling right now. And mm. like, yeah. Beautiful. What about porn sexting nudes do you in interact with any of those things uh, absolutely yeah i have been trying more and more to do ethical porn mm -hmm. how do you do it how do you find it well i've done some research and it's definitely possible that i'm wrong but on pornhub if there's like the blue check mark 
check mark and there's a blue like TV box. Mm. Those ones are usually pretty good. And okay. then I, I like to go to the page of the person, mm -hmm. like of the actor to be like, okay, this is on their page, like whatever. So okay. it takes some searching. Okay. I also know about a few people who like I won't watch because they've done some gross things. So that's, you know, and then OnlyFans, I'm a, I'm a big fan. How do you find the people to be fans of? Twitter. Oh, Twitter okay. and Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so well, I, I guess I need to get on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because they'll post like pictures and they'll post like snippets of videos and then be like, follow me on OnlyFans. And it's like, so, you know, you get like a taste of a bunch of different things. Got it. Okay. And then Instagram too. Like I found a few people that I really like who do a lot of things that I'm really into and also introduce me to some other stuff and other like people that they play with. Do sext your long distance partner? Not as much. I think this is, they're really busy. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. And but like, that is a part of it. Like you yeah. have to actually be, you have to write, have the right amount of bandwidth for it. Right. And like, yeah. I think, you know, there is an intimacy that I think we both like really like mm. that is missing mm. because of the distance. Yeah, yeah. That said, I do like sexting very much. And my sexting honestly isn't like, I put my hand, you know, whatever. It's very like, I've been thinking about doing this yes. with you and here's what I would think would be hot about it. Yeah, yeah. I've been sending my master videos about my, like this COVID horniness, lingering COVID horniness has caused so many sex dreams. Oh my God. I had a sex dream last night where, well, first Valentine Michael Smith, who's the main character from Stranger in a Strange Land, was part of this dream. Okay. So I'm like dreaming about this book that I keep reading. So there was like a sexual connection with him. And then my new crush was there and we were like in the backseat of an SUV, like running away from the government, which is trying to kill me. That sure. happens a lot in my dreams, like the government or uh, like group, like terrorist groups. Like I'm getting chased often Damn. by murdery people. And so in the dream last night, my crush was there with me and my master and we were finally going to live out my DP fantasy. And then I woke up. Ugh. But I worst. also was very nervous. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, parts of my world are colliding. It's, and it's real. Happen. And like, yeah. now there's pressure. And, and I was like so nervous, but so excited. And then I woke up. So there you go. So sad. So do you have sex dreams? Yeah. It's less like about the actions and more just about like the sexuality of it. Like, mm -hmm. I'll just be like, oh, I had a horny dream about this person. Mm. Not often though. Okay. My dreams are very like, they're very subconscious. So I dream a lot about people I love being mean to me. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. And not in like a fun way, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, no. oh, you're being mean to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the government's trying to kill me in yeah, a not fun way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to have the teeth falling out dream a lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nudes. How do you feel about nudes? Giving oh, and receiving. God. I love it. I will ask like, hey, like, can I send you a nude? Because sometimes it's like you get it and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Especially if it's the first time. Yeah, and um, you don't want to shock someone because then you risk getting a bad answer or an answer that feels bad from them or a non-answer because yeah. you've shocked them. I mm -hmm. had to learn this. Well, I also learned that sometimes that happens even when you ask and they say, yes, please. Yeah. I always take pictures of myself. I, sometimes I take videos of myself like and I'm like, I listen, it's irresponsible of me not to share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has to be somebody that I've been like talking to for a while, probably have met up with. OK. But it's also like everything's on the Internet. I'm not worried about anybody like spreading it or whatever. Yeah. It's just more of like, do I want you to have a record of what mm. I look like? But especially now since top surgery, I've been very like feeling myself. And, okay. Like, yeah. Can you say more about it? Is there anything like, are there any um, details? Like, what do you love? Is it just feel? Like, I, it just, you? it feels right. Like it feels nice. better. And again, like I never, I just didn't like my boobs. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. like, I hate this. I mean, sometimes like when they would like jiggle a lot, it would be like, oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I didn't mind it when people touched them. They just felt like 
I was like, that's not supposed to be there, which I know is not every trans person's experience, mm-hmm. but mine were pretty small. Okay. But then like I did so much research and I t- like I talked my surgeon's ear off about what I wanted and what I didn't want. And uh, he was really, really he was great. Awesome. Yeah. Because like some people want different like shapes. But I was like, I want this. I want like a straight line. Then I want an angle and I don't want dog ears and like whatever. I remember like right before he was like drawing the shape of like the incision and we were talking about it and then they gave me anesthesia and I woke up. I woke up and they were like, hey, like you're done. And I was like, oh, it's over. And then he the surgeon was there, showed me a picture really quick of what like it looked like. I was like, that's me. And he was like, that's you. And then he walked away. And I was so like groggy that I was like, did I like imagine that that's what that looked like? Because it looked like buff and like. I don't consider myself a buff person. And then I, and I couldn't see it for a while. Cause right. like there was like bondage. <laughs> well, that kind of bondage. Yeah. We are not a fun way though. Uh, like, you know, there bandages. was bandages and a binder. So mm. like I couldn't. And then like, it takes a while for it to look like what it's supposed to look mm-hmm. like yeah. because nobody told me this for all the research that I did. So when they graft, they have to take your nipples off. Well, so yeah. I had a double mastectomy free nipple graft, okay. which is if you have like average to larger boobs. So they did an incision underneath, took everything out, took the nipple off and then put it back and then repositioned the nipple. But what they don't tell you, or the, I guess that I should have figured out was that nipple graft means that they like burn it on. So when I got the bandages off and they, oh my God, they took the stitches off, they were like crispy and like in like a hole like a hole in my body and, th- and I was like those do not look like nipples like that's horrifying I hate the way that looks and it was it really fucked with me like it was scary because it's like that's not what they're supposed to look like like the the scars look great but like holy shit like and that was like a really big thing that I had to deal with but you know you just have to take care of them and now they look not like nipples but more so not crispy yeah not okay. crispy at all okay. yeah and it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little weird. Cause like, I remember when before I really, I did like my nipples, but mm. I was like, not enough to like, not whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, it's hard to believe that that's the same skin, wow. but yeah. Well, they've been through a transformation. They sure have. That's and incredible. I really appreciate them for it. <laughs> what else do we need to know about your sex life to have a complete picture? I'm open to a lot of things. As long as we can have a conversation about it beforehand, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of in a transitionary period of like trying to figure out what exactly it is that I want mm. because yeah, you're answering my next question, which is what's your hopes for your sex life oh. going forward? Oh yeah. I mean, I think in a perfect world, I would have one primary partner and we would both be each other's like number one. And then we would date other people. I have a follow-up poly question. Sure. Do you feel like there's like a vibe of people being like, Oh, I don't do primary. I don't say primaries. Like I've, I feel like I've encountered a lot of people and maybe it's just what's clustering around me of like, well, I don't do hierarchical things, but then they're unable to articulate how they want to spend their time. And so I'm like, well, that's a secret primary. And I don't like that. I mean, I think like anything, it's you just have to try. Like, I, I think it's hard not to have preferences. Yeah, we're human. But then it's like you just got to keep communicating. Yeah. And if you don't communicate, you should break up with them. Yeah. Well, if you're people that like me that need communication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like open and honest communication, I think will save every relationship. I think it's so sexy. Yeah. Oh, I think my it's God. so sexy when yes. you can just be so fucking, because that's how you get to the really, really good sexy shit with the vulnerability. Like that's how you get the extra buzz. Yeah. That's how I get it. Sorry. Yeah. 
I'm all healed. So I am. Uh, so I'm going out of town for a month and I have like three dates lined up this week, which I'm a little bit like. Ugh. No, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But I just I'm going to be tired. It's perfect, though. Yeah. Because you're going to have all this fun and then you'll go away and then you can let it simmer and they'll either like super desire you or you can let it fizzle and yeah. you'll be free. I think I'm going to try to like because with the last, I think, three relationships, four relationships I've had, it's been like we go on one date and then we are a couple. We are together now. Whoa. Uh, yeah. One of them was the girl that I overwhelmed. The other was a boy that treated me poorly but moved across the country with me. And then the other two were because of COVID. Mm. So it's like I jump in with both feet very often. So I'm trying not to do that. Mm. But I don't. Aries. It, yeah. So Aries. But it's also hard because it's like I'm sort of conditioned that like if I don't immediately want to marry them, I don't like them at all. Mm. So. Okay. It's weird. So I'm trying to find that balance of like we're both just people. Yeah. So let's chill. Beautiful. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice. What age or ages would you pick? And what would you say? 23. Do not date a man that doesn't eat you out. Mm. And then I would give myself a really big hug. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a sex question for me? Oh, what, what's your favorite, like, number one favorite, favorite, favorite thing about sex? This is such a hard question for me to answer because it's my favorite thing and I can't fully articulate so I'm gonna have to give you kind of probably a long answer I was gonna say you could give me top three I'm gonna have no it's like (laughs) I can't even count because it's all like related so it's like ever since I was little there's like a curiosity I'm already a curious person about every stupid thing in the world like I just like want to know everything with sex I'm even more curious yeah I'm curious about what my partner's experience is. I'm curious about what something is going to feel like this time. I'm curious about what it's going to be like this time. I'm curious what my body's going to... And, and I think for me, it's the energy of exploring that with yeah. someone. And when I can find a partner who is on the same page as I am when it comes to touches, I'm learning that I actually... Well, I really, really would prefer to have the communication there and to feel settled so that I don't have to have the like anxiety observer like watching over the bedroom. Yeah. Being like, does he like like that? Does he like that? It's Mm -hmm. usually, honestly, I have not yet encountered, as I look back at my partners, the females communicate, the trans mask person communicated, the non-binary people communicated. The cis men are the ones that leave me in the dark. And I know that there's this cultural narrative that... They're easy and I disagree and I just want everyone to be easy. And also there's a cultural narrative that chicks that look like me should not get rejected. And I do all the time. Like when someone can like, is like with me in the experience and I feel met, you know how, okay, this is going to be maybe a weird analogy. You know how when you were little and you just like experienced like best friendship and like everything you did with your friend is fun. And the game that you played, it doesn't matter what you're playing. It's a fun game. And like you're excited about that. Like that's how I've started to feel about sex. And that's like the the transcendent experiences that I've explored with kink and BDSM. It's like I get out of my body. My if I'm not with a partner that's scaring me about do they really like this? Are they really attracted to me? Or am I just a vagina? You know? Or (laughs) or just a vagina and or asshole and or mouth. You know, like if I'm able to just like get settled in my nervous, then I get completely out of my head and out of my body, but also deeply in my body. And then it's just like that merging, meshing feeling. And I come away feeling connected to them, to myself, to the universe, to humanity, to beyond. 
And so it really, like, it's so corny almost, but it is like a transcendent experience. And that's why I'm like obsessed with trying to talk about it with people. And I'm learning that most people don't want to talk about it or think about it as much as I do. No, but it's confronting, but it's confronting. And I, and people aren't trained this way. And I was raised by parents, again, not like they're like looking under every rock, but they never shamed me for being weird other than like, that's our daughter. She's different, you know, like, yeah. you know, and so it's I just like gentle too. pokes, but like, yeah. I, you know, it, but it's said with love. And I finally am like, oh, they really love me. Like, yeah. I, I know that there are lots of people that if they were in my position, they'd be disowned by now, you know? Oh shit. Yeah. And so I just feel really lucky. So yeah. So sex. It's body feelings, it's mental feeling, but there's like an energetic and physical connection yeah. that make me feel like, ah, oh, this is what this human body is for, Ex you know? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, like when you don't have to think about what they yeah. want. Yeah. And it's like it makes, for me, it makes the rest of the shitty parts of life fine. Like I can handle them because I get so like juiced up. It's my heroin. I don't know. Yeah. Like I just want to fuck. <laughs> well, I think too, that's why I like being in a relationship because it's like, if we can have good sex, I want to keep doing that. Keep it built in. Yeah. yeah. I, I desire that. I got to stop scaring them away. Well, now I don't. I mean, no. I just got to find one that I don't scare. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I uh, My less than fantastic ex would tell me a lot that I was like too much. And like even in the... Explicitly? Yes. Oof. Quite a bit. He also told me that listening to me was a chore. Oof. Consistently. Yeah. And I remember thinking like at the time, like, I don't know how to articulate this, but I know that that's bad and that's wrong. Mm. Like... Yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, well. It's not appropriate. And then yeah. I saw somebody that was like, for everybody that thought that you were too much, like, you need to find someone who is enough. Mm. And it's like, yeah. Like, I'm a lot. Like, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not. But, like, I also. By what metric, though? Like, why do we give ourselves these labels? And I wonder how many of us are, quote unquote, too much, but are busy fucking hiding it all the way inside doing this blase cool thing where we don't yeah. talk about it and we're just like chill as fuck oh, i just like, can't whatever, do that whatever, whatever. like i've tried and like i just I can't, can't either so it it's explodes like out of me i'm too wiggly yeah yeah i'm like i guess i'm annoying <laughs> i don't think you're annoying thank charlie you. thank you so much for being a guest on our show oh my god this was so much fun